Today we're going to briefly consider Lent from the perspective of a practice that God commanded in the 16th chapter of Deuteronomy when he commanded the men of Israel to appear before his holy altar to go up to the tabernacle at that time and then later on the temple and bring up their tithes and offerings for they were not, quote, to appear before the Lord empty-handed. Close quote, Deuteronomy 16, 16. Now, before we go any farther, you can relax. You don't have to grab hold of your wallet and hang on or something. This isn't a sermon about money. We're thankful for your generosity. Uh, I said years ago, if we ever talk about money, it's because we have to and or, or we're ordered to and we'll make it clear. So that's not what it's about. We're talking about Lent here, so stick with us. So what does all this have to do with Lent? In order to understand that, we had to take a minute to make sure we understand the spiritual meaning of a tithe in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the tithe, for example, the offering of the first fruits is a tithe. A tithe meant one-tenth of all the crops, one-tenth of all the fruit of the trees, and also the firstborn of the cattle and sheep were offered to the Lord. These offerings were used to maintain the temple, to support the priests, and care for the poor. But the tithe had a deeper spiritual meaning. It's rooted in the recognition of one basic reality, the reality that it isn't just our crops, but it's everything that mankind has. All our possessions, up to and including our life itself, comes to us from loving hands of God. And so when the people of Israel offered up 10% of their crops, the fruits of their labors to the Lord, it was a real sacrifice. By dedicating that sacrificial tithe to the Lord, that 10% of their first fruits, they were recognizing that all these good things came to them from his hands. In the process, they're also symbolically offering everything, all their crops. Obviously, because we need to live, we need to hold some back. But symbolically, by offering their best 10%, they're symbolically offering everything they have, and that way dedicating and sanctifying the other 90% of their produce at the very same time. So they gave their first fruits, their very best to the Lord, not a bunch of leftover rotten fruit or or, or moldy grain or crippled calves. Not just a little bit of of their best, not a pinch here, a pinch there. They gave their best and 10% of their best. Okay, so what does that have to do with Lent? Well, to put it in perspective, there's one thing that each of us, excepting, of course, Our Lady, there's one thing that each of us can truly claim as our own. In fact, it's the only thing we can truly claim as our own, the only thing that we can say this didn't come to us from the loving hands of God. It's the only thing that we can each take complete credit for, and that's our sins. See, that's our sins. That's the one thing we can really say, these are my works and my works alone. And so the reality is that we've all shown him our undying gratitude by sinning. And that reality should fill us with a profound sense of sorrow and a profound desire to make amends by doing penance. And if it doesn't, we need to think harder. We need to really reflect on what it is our Lord went through for us. Watch the movie The Passion. And when you're watching it, think about the reality. And it is reality. If I were the only person out of the billions of people that have lived or will live, if I were the only one that ever offended Christ our Lord, he would have still became man and gone through all that for me. That's the love he has for me. That's the price my sins cost him.
that ought to fill me with a spirit of sorrow. So what does that have to do with Lent? The great father and doctor of the church, Pope St. Gregory the Great, gives us the answer when he points out that Lent is our tithe for the year. It's approximately 10% of the year, and thus it's our tithe in regard to time. Lent is rooted in the recognition of a basic reality, the reality that in spite of the fact we fully recognize that everything we have, all our possessions, every minute of every day, our very life itself has come to us from the loving hands of God, and we've responded to that with sin. So when Catholics, the people of God in the New Testament, offer up our Lent with acts of prayer and fasting and penance and spiritual exercises, an offering which should be a real sacrifice, not just going through the motions, we offer that up by dedicating that sacrificial tithe of time, those 40 days to our Lord, we're symbolically recognizing that all times and all things come from his hands, and in the process, we're dedicating sanctifying the other 90% of the year at the same time. And if the people of Israel could give their first fruits, their very best to the Lord, not leftover half-rotten fruit or moldy grain or crippled calves, not just a little bit of their best, but 10% of their best, if they can give that to our Lord, can we, who have been cleansed not by the blood of goats and calves, but by the precious blood of Christ our Lord himself, can we do any less than to strive to offer up our very best to offer up a pleasing tithe during Lent, a Lent filled with our very best efforts to grow in holiness, to do penance, to make reparation for our sins and those of the world around us. And that's another reason to pause and think. We see the world seated in sin and darkness. People just rushing towards sin. And who's making reparation to Christ for it? Who's doing that? There aren't many penitential congregations left. And the Catholics, what we're bound to, okay, we are bound to that, but we're talking two days of fasting and eight days without meat. That's pretty light fare when we look at the sin that surrounds us. So yes, according to the current regulation of the church, all those 14 on up do have to abstain from meat on Ash Wednesday, Good Friday, and the Fridays of Lent. And all those from 18 up to 60 have to fast on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. But is that the best we can do? Let's consider the fact that our spiritual ancestors offered up their best produce before the Lord. Heaven forbid that on Judgment Day, we, who have been given so much, should be accused by them of spiritual stinginess. We need to have a good Lent. On that note, I'll read some beautiful suggestions. I got this little Lenten calendar, and I threw away the, my own notes because they had so many good suggestions here. I said, I'll read you this. The Lenten discipline consists of three separate parts. One, corporal external fast, including abstinence from certain foods, drink, and amusements, that is, music and parties during Lent. These points of fast should be stressed today, especially with the mania of entertainment besetting our society. Two, so that's first is corporal or external fast. Two, spiritual or internal fast, which consists of abstinence from all evil, that is to say sin. Parenthetical remark, 
Here's what our Lord got on the Pharisees about. It wasn't the fact that they were doing these practices, but he said you cleanse the outside of the dish, but not the inside. So it is important to do the external corporal things, but what's more important, it's the expression of a disposition that comes from our heart. And that's what the spiritual or internal fast talks about. St. John Chrysostom taught that the value of fasting consists not so much in abstinence from food, but rather in withdrawal from sinful practices. And St. Basil the Great explains, turning away from all wickedness means keeping our tongue in check, restraining our anger, suppressing evil desires, and avoiding all gossip, lying, and swearing. To abstain from these things, herein lies the true value of fast. So that's spiritual or internal fast. Three, spiritual change achieved by the practice of virtues and good works must be the main objective of our fasting. The fathers of the church insisted during Lent faithful attend Lenten church services and Mass. So we want to change by virtue and good works. We want to come out of Lent more virtuous than we came in. Not just to sort of check off some boxes, say, note to self, you know, wasn't that cool that I gave up candy. There's nothing wrong with that. But we want to change, have this internal change. In the course of the centuries, our fasting discipline has undergone numerous and radical changes. Today, unfortunately, the observance of Lent is but mere formalism, reduced to abstinence on certain days, and without any stress on one's spiritual growth or the amending of one's lifestyle. It is urgent that we return to the pristine spirit of the great fast, which is so badly needed in our materialistic world. Well, amen. That's a great line. It is urgent we return to the pristine spirit of the great fast, which is so badly needed in our materialistic world. Listed below are suggested practices that may be used, along with your usual Lenten family traditions of sacrifices and penances. So I'll read some of these suggestions because they're great. So corporal or external practices. A, take less of what you like today and more of what you dislike at meals today. B, take nothing to drink between meals. C, do not use seasoning on your food today. D, do not use any sweeteners with your food or drinks today. E, avoid listening to the radio at all today. F, take nothing to eat between meals today. G, avoid any TV or videos. Instead, read The Passion of the Christ in your Bible or Missal. Well, I'll just parenthetically fix your TV. Many of you don't have a 10-gauge, but 12-gauge will work. H, take only one helping of each item at meals today. I, say an extra rosary. So those are the corporal external practices, all great. Spiritual or internal fast practices, here's a list of these. A, don't do any unnecessary talking. Instead, say little prayers, aspirations throughout the day, like my Jesus mercy. B, exercise your patience today in all things. C, don't make any complaints today. D, restrain any anger and go out of your way to be kind to the person who caused you anger. E, don't be distracted with someone else's business. F, avoid any gossip today. Instead, say an extra rosary to overcome this great fault. G, when asked to do something extra, do so with a joyful and pleasant attitude today. H, speak in a pleasant tone to everyone today. I, avoid using the phone today. J, tell the truth in all your dealings today. And K, avoid any vanity or self-seeking today. So those are the spiritual internal fast practices. Finally, some spiritual practices to grow for virtues and good works. A, practice humility today in all your actions. B, be generous today. Help someone in need. C, look for ways to be helpful throughout the day. 
D, do a job that needs to be done without being asked. E, be courageous, walk away from any impure situations today. F, don't be idle at all today. Always be doing something for others or for your spiritual growth. G, go out of your way today to help or talk to someone who is usually difficult. H, volunteer for an extra job today. I, send extra rosary today for the conversion of a sinner. And J, visit someone who is sick or lonesome today and offer to say the rosary with them. So those are just some suggested practices to grow in the virtues and good works. If the people of Israel could and did give 10% of their very best to the Lord, should we or dare we, who have been redeemed by the precious blood of God himself, dare we do any less than our best to offer up a pleasing Lenten tithe filled with our best efforts to pray and fast, do penance and spiritual good works in reparation for our sins and for the conversion of sinners. The 40 days of Lent are a tithe on the year which shows our willingness to make reparation to God for our sins, to express our sorrow for having offended our Lord, who has loved us so much and whom we have offended so deeply, and to hold back his just judgments on ourselves, on our neighbor. Let's remember, parenthetically, it's traditional uh, act of prudence to clear any extreme or special penances or spiritual practices with a confessor or director. But every one of us can do some kind of physical, corporal fasting. Every one of us can do some kind of spiritual, internal fasting. Every one of us can do some kind of good works with the goal of growing a virtue. Every one of us can resolve to have the holiest Lent he's ever had. We can do that. This year, let's resolve to offer up a pleasing Lenten tithe to the Lord. After all, our Lenten sacrifices aren't only meant to make reparation for our own sins. That's not all they're meant for at all. On that note, we'll have one last thought to ponder. Fatima, in August 1917, Our Lady said, Pray. Pray very much and make sacrifices for sinners. For many souls go to hell because there are none to sacrifice themselves and pray for them. Close quote the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let that not be said of any of us. This Lent, let us not appear before the altar of the Lord with empty hands. Let us pray. Pray very much and make sacrifice for sinners. For there are many souls that will go to hell if we don't sacrifice ourselves and pray for them.